Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, AJ Hogue, where AJ's more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's AJ with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm AJ Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. Join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com EffortlessEnglishClub.com VIP program or any of my other courses at EffortlessEnglishClub.com Coffee and talk on a hot day in Osaka, Japan. Hot summer day today. I think Fahrenheit is probably about 90 degrees today. If you remember, 90 degrees is what? Hot. Very hot for most of us. Now, some people from tropical countries are telling me on Twitter that's not so hot. So I, I understand. People from South Vietnam, Saigon, people from Thailand. I understand. I know. I lived in Thailand, so I know it can become very hot there. In Thailand, 90 degrees is an average day. Hot for them is, well, in Fahrenheit, hot, really hot. The hot season in Thailand, which is around April, is probably about 100 degrees Fahrenheit, which is getting around 40 degrees Celsius, to give you an idea. That's what Thai people call hot, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so Thai people, people from especially South Vietnam, maybe they, 90 degrees they would say is not very hot, maybe a little hot, but for most of us, for most of us, living in, uh, countries with four seasons, like Japan, like uh, North America, Europe, South America. For most of us, 90 degrees, which is getting in Celsius, that's getting over 30. 90 degrees is quite hot. It's definitely hot summer weather. So remember, 80s, in the 80s Fahrenheit is, you know, very warm, a little hot. And then over 90 is very hot for most of us. So it's a hot, hot summer day in Osaka is what I'm saying. (laughs) Remember, I am on Instagram now. Official Instagram. Effortless English Club on Instagram. Lots of fake people pretending to be me, so be careful. Follow the correct one. The correct Instagram is Effortless English Club. All together. Effortless English Club on Instagram. I do little videos. Of course, I do some pictures on Instagram. Let's talk more about American measurements because we Americans, we like to be different. We don't like to follow everybody else. We have our own measurements. Damn it. Which, of course, came originally from the British, and we've modified some of them. Sometimes the British measurement, uh, even though there might be the same name, it might be slightly different than the American. So, I'll teach you the American. Let's talk today first about 
distances, what I would call medium distances, okay? So long distances we measure in miles, right? Of course, uh, most, peop- most countries use kilometers. We use miles. I'm not going to talk about that today. I'll do that in another show, talk about miles and kilometers. But today we're going to talk about more like medium distances, which uh, the metric system would be meters, right? Meters is the common medium length measurement for metric system countries. We don't use meters. We use feet and yards. So we actually have two, feet and yards. I'm going to help you easily understand these distances. Now, when I teach you these distances, I'm not going to teach you the exact conversion, okay? So if you need an exact conversion, you're doing some exact measurement, everything needs to be careful. Of course, use the scientific conversion, which you can get on Google. Just get online and search it. But often, you, you know, you'll be doing something. You'll be traveling, let's say, in America, and you see a sign, you know, exit 50 feet ahead. And you're like, well, how far is that? Or maybe you uh, ask directions, right? Maybe you ask somebody, oh, you know, how do I go to the station? And they say, okay, well, go forward and then turn left. Go forward about 50 feet, 100 feet, whatever, right? Go, go forward 50 feet and then turn left. So how far is 50 feet? Right? You need just a quick general idea. You don't need the exact measurement, but you need a general idea so you can kind of understand oh, well, what's, what, how long is a foot? How, how long is 50 feet? How long is uh, a yard? So I'll teach you th- this very easily. It's very, very easy. First of all, you can use yards. A yard and a meter are about the same. Maybe about a 10% difference, which most of the time that doesn't matter. So that's easy. Anytime you, if you're telling people a measurement, instead of saying meters, just say yards and you'll be mostly right. So that's the good one. (laughs) That's the easy one. Just, just what you call meters, we call yards. They're, they're very close in distance. About a 10% difference, but that doesn't matter usually. So yards, meters. So for example, an American football field is 100 yards. So how long is that in meters? It's about 100 meters. It's actually a little bit different than that, but close enough. If you think 100 meters, it'll give you a general idea of how big that is. Right, so it's pretty close to a soccer, the size of a soccer field. So yards and meters are about the same. You can just say yards instead of meters and you'll give the general idea. Generally correct. Now, we also use feet quite a lot for these distances. In America, we have one foot. And then if it's more than one, then we say feet. Why Why do we use feet? Well, because... This measurement, one foot, is about the size of a large man's foot. That gives you the idea of how how long is a foot? Well, it's the size of a foot, like a human foot. A fairly big one, right? So don't imagine like a a little small woman's foot. That's probably too short. But 
you know, maybe a, like a fairly large guy, right? a fairly large man wearing shoes that length from you know, the back of his foot to the front of his big toe. That's, again, generally one foot. That's how long one foot is. And to give you an idea, how does that connect to meters? It's about one third of a meter. So three feet equals a meter, about. Three feet equals exactly one yard. Right? So remember I said yards and meters are close. So in the American system, three feet equals one yard which is about the same, not exactly, but about the same as a meter. So if you're thinking in meters and you're trying to give directions, you can just imagine, okay, well, what do you need to do? If you want to change it over to feet, just multiply by three times three. So 100 meters would be about 300 feet. Or if you get directions, somebody tells you, okay, go 100 feet then turn right. How do you change that to meters? Well, you would divide by three. Just divide it by three. So it would be about, what, 33, 35 meters, something like that. Right? So that's not so difficult, actually. Not so difficult. Feet, yards, and meters. Medium distances. Let's talk now about liquids like water, milk. Because we also use different measurements for those. <laughs> now you will see in some stores, you will see, um, especially like things like Coca-Cola, all the bad stuff you don't want to drink. It's full of sugar. They will sometimes use liters. They'll have a one liter bottle or a two liter bottle. But you'll also see a lot of measurements in America for gallons and quarts and also sometimes pints. Pints, quarts, and gallons. We'll start with the biggest one. Gallon. A gallon. A gallon. We measure, for example, gasoline. If you rent a car or buy a car in America and you go to buy gas, the gas prices are measured in gallons. Price per gallon. So you may be somewhere and you look and you see the prices and you see, oh, it's $3.50 for a gallon. And then you're trying to decide, oh, is that expensive compared to home or is it cheap? Because at home they measure it in liters. So you're trying, oh, I don't know. We also usually buy milk in gallons. Now a gallon is about four liters. Again, this is not exact. It's probably off by about 20%, actually. But again, when you, just, when you just need a quick idea, you don't need exact measurements. Just a very general idea is close enough, usually. So just think it's about four. Okay, it's about four liters is one gallon. So if you're looking at the uh, price of gasoline per gallon, divide by four, that'll give you... A close idea, general idea of the cost in liters and then you'll know is it expensive or is it cheap now even better for you are 
quarts, the measurement of quarts. You might guess how much a quart is by the name. Quart comes from quarter. Quarter meaning 25%, right? One-fourth. So a quart is one-fourth of a gallon, right? So four quarts equals a gallon, right? Four quarters equals a whole. Four quarts equals one whole gallon. That's easy. And you'll realize that's exactly the same as liters. So guess what? Quarts and liters are basically the same. A quart and a liter are about the same. So again, you can also buy milk in the grocery store in quarts. Buy a quart of milk. It's about a liter of milk. So that's easy. Quarts and liters, basically the same. So anytime you see quart, just think liters and you got the right idea. Anytime you see gallons, it's just four liters. It's also not that hard. Finally, a pint, a pint is just half a liter, 500 milliliters. Beer is often sold in pints. If you go to a, a bar, you get a pint of beer. What is that? Well, it's a half a liter. So since it's half a liter, right? That means it's also half a quart. And it means what? Eight pints for a gallon. Right? It's because it's half of a quart, which is a quarter gallon, right? So you times four, right? Times two, it's eight. Eight pints equals one gallon. Four quarts equals one gallon. One pint equals half a liter. And that's it. That should help you with all those medium-sized measurements of liquids and distances. It's not that hard. Listen to this. If you get a little confused by it, just listen to the podcast, this podcast, a few times. You could write it down even. You'll get the, you'll get the idea. You just use these very, very general ideas for a very quick idea of distances and liquids. Now, last night, for me, <laughs> I did a show, a book club show, about Rich Dad, Poor Dad again. We discussed again about liabilities and assets, expenses and income. And it was a live show, so I got some questions. And I could see there's still a little confusion. And the confusion seems to be, what's the difference between a liability and an expense? And what's the difference between an asset and income? So let me try to explain that a little more clearly. Let's look at liability and expense first. What's the difference between these two? They're connected, right? They're connected, but they're not the same. So the difference is a, a liability or the liability, it's something that you possess. It's something you have. It's the thing you have. That's the liability. Whatever you possess, it's, it's the actual item. So, for example, your apartment, your lease, that is the liability. We would call the apartment, or if you want to be very specific, we would call the lease, the rental agreement, is your liability. That's the thing you actually 
possess that you actually have. That's the liability. Now that liability comes with expenses. All liabilities do. But they might, there might be just one expense, for example, rent, right? So the apartment or the rental agreement, that's the liability. It's the thing you possess. It has expenses. What are the expenses? Well, rent is the main one, right? You got to pay rent. And it might also, you know, uh, electricity, you might call that an expense. Also another expense. So you can see a liability might have more than one expense. It might have several expenses. One expense would be paying the rent. Uh, another expense would be the electricity costs. What about a house? A house that you live in is a liability. So, right, the thing you own, the house itself, or you could say the house loan, <laughs> but it really is just say it's the house, is the liability. That's the liability. It's the thing you possess. And it comes with expenses. And with the house, it has several expenses. Number one is the bank loan, right? That you got to pay that every month. That's an expense. That's usually the biggest expense. It also has repair costs. Sometimes things break, maintenance. That's another expense. And of course, electricity and maybe gas. Those are also expenses. So this one liability has several expenses. So the liability is what you have, and then it comes with expenses. And assets work the same way. It's the same idea. The asset is the thing you have or own, and then that comes with income. So you own stock in Apple, let's say. You own Apple stock. That's what you possess. It comes with income, which we'll say are dividends. The dividends are the income. The income is what actually puts the money in your bank account. If you own a rental house, so you buy a house and you rent it to other people, now, you're, now we can get a little complicated. You can see that an asset or a liability could actually have income and expenses, both. So let's imagine you buy a house and then you rent it to somebody. They pay you rent. It's an asset. Let's say it's an asset. So what about income and expenses? Well, it could actually have both income and expenses, right? It has expenses for sure. You have to pay the loan to the bank. That's an expense of the house. You have to still pay for the repairs. You're the uh, owner. You're the landlord. So you have to pay for that. So those are two big expenses. But this uh, rental house also has income because the people living there are paying you rent every month. So this rental house, this real estate, also produces income. So how do you know? Is it an asset or a liability? Well, you just, you just add the two together, right? The income minus the expenses, and you look at the, the final the result. 
Is the final result negative? It's taking money out of your bank account. You're losing money. Then it's a liability. If the final result each month or each quarter is positive, it's adding money to your bank, then it's an asset. So that's how you decide, right? You can see that why asset or liability is 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 the description and it's just based on the the total. Is it positive or negative? So you could see rental a rental house could be a liability. Imagine you buy a rental house, you think it's going to be a good business, you buy it. Uh, you have to pay for the bank loan, you have to pay for the repairs. And you're, you, you try to rent it at a high price so that you make a profit, you make money, but you can't do it. Maybe you made a mistake, you bought in the wrong area. And nobody wants to pay that price, or maybe the rental prices crash in your city. And so you can only get a low rent and the rent you get from the people living there is lower than, it's less than your expenses. So when you add the two together, you're still negative. You're still losing money each month on the house. So now is it an asset or a liability? Now it's a liability. It's a liability. So see, it's the, the thing itself, and this could change, right? An asset can become a liability. If prices change, if the situation changes, it's possible that when you first buy something, it's an asset, and then it changes to a liability. And the opposite is also true, right? You could buy a house and rent it, but it, you're losing money each month, but then the uh, market changes or maybe you repair it and make it look nicer and then you can charge more rent and now you change it into an asset. And this is something that uh, good real estate business people do. Good real estate investors often do this. They will buy a, a, an apartment building or a house that is losing money. They buy it, they fix it up, they renovate it, right? They change it. They make it look nicer. And then they raise the rent and charge more money. And then it becomes an asset. And this is, they, this is what they do. They get good deals. They find something that's underpriced, that is cheap, that's maybe losing money. And then they come in and they make changes. And then they can charge higher rent. And then they make money. So they turn the liability into an asset. That's part of being a good real estate investor for some people. So I hope that helps explain the difference between assets and liabilities versus compared to expenses and income. All right, I hope you are having a great day today. Lots of love to you. I'll see you next time. As always, join my VIP program at EffortlessEnglishClub.com. EffortlessEnglishClub.com. Join my VIP program. I'll see you next time.